everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I am Ashley with a headache, and this is you. I'm Justine! <laughs> so, yes, this is a weekly podcast. It's our show that we do things on, because it's fun. <laughs> I am just strongly medicated right now. I have a migraine, so please excuse my ridiculousness, because you'll probably cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched 36 movies. Yeah, and now we're watching the 37th. And I don't know anything about it. We have been on a weekly quest to find romantic comedy purity. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's <laughs> Never mind. I liked where it was going. <laughs> well, I like the word quest. <laughs> we're watching um, Netflix's romantic comedy... Well, sometimes we're watching Netflix's comedy list. Mm-hmm. Romantic comedy list. We've ventured away from it, but now we're getting slowly back on track with netflix yeah yeah today and i mean today the future is unsure (laughs) (laughs) what are we watching today justine today we're watching 1984's behind the yellow line or the original title yen fan they don't speak cantonese but yes at this point in history hong kong is still and just about not to be a what do you call it it's a colony yeah, a colony of, of, you know, the British Empire. This only happened 30 years ago. This is not an old movie, like, not... Th- I mean, it's older than me, but... Wow. <laughs> I guess it is the 80s. <laughs> this is only five years older than me. It's only one year older than me. Uh, now you guys know our ages. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what it's about. Monica, who's having an affair with her married boss falls for a civil servant unaware that he has another very determined admirer. Oh, God. <laughs> this sounds like Twilight with sex. <laughs> Bring on the freaking love triangle where there's two men and one woman. I think it's like a love rectangle. Oh, okay. Also, I'm pretty sure it's got some public transportation in it. Oh, because it's called Behind the Yellow Line, and if you take public transportation, that's a phrase you see yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so this stars Leslie Cheung, Maggie Cheung, and Anita Mui. It's directed by Taylor Wong. It's not MPA rated, of course. It's uh, an hour and 32 minutes. It's rated one star on Netflix. It's in Cantonese because it's from Hong Kong, and that's everything I know about this movie. Because there's no information on the internet. Yeah, you're not going to find any gifts for this movie. <laughs> we can make some. I think we should watch the movie. Hopefully I don't fall asleep. <laughs> you gotta read. You want me to read the movie to you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do that. No, don't do that. No, I feel like I'm going to get confused of who people are because I'll be reading. I feel like I'm not going to understand this movie. Probably. I don't know. I'm feeling maybe it'll have an in the mood for love vibe. I've never heard of this. It's like the one Asian film we watched in film school. We watched Did Seven you watch Samurai. Like, oh. Well, we watched that too. We watched Akira Kurosawa a lot. I think we watched Seven Samurai and another one. Seven Samurai is the one with the multiple timelines, right? Yeah. Yeah, we watched that and then there was another one that I fell asleep in because I was sick. It wasn't in the mood for love. No. 
But that was after one of my friends got hit by a car and I witnessed it. So I wasn't sleeping. So I fell asleep <laughs> in class. And the teacher wasn't mad at me because <laughs> he knew what was going on. Because we were filming a movie for one of our foundations classes. And um, my son, I was the director, mm-hmm. which I should never direct. And I learned that very quickly on this movie <laughs> that I was making. And he was walking out to get the a shot of a bus pulling up to the bus stop so he's going out to a median on michigan avenue guy didn't slow down or see him and they didn't see the car he was going about 50 miles an hour on michigan avenue which is like 25 over the speed limit mm. and hit him he broke both his what is it in your leg tibia amphibia mm-hmm. yeah he broke both of those he had to have surgery to reset it he crippled him no he's okay okay he still can walk Fun times. Columbia backstory. Yeah, okay. Let's watch a movie. We just watched Behind the Yellow Line. It's on Netflix streaming. Yay! (laughs) Ashley really, really, really hated it. I was... I have three pages of notes, guys. Which is uncommon from her usual, you know... Half a page. Half page. (laughs) I was gonna say half page. See, it it wouldn't have been an insult. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I take pride in my half-page notes because that normally means that I typically, like, understand and like the movie and I don't need to take notes because I'll remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll commit it to memory unless I fall asleep. No, you, you have a good memory. I do, sometimes. You just have to kick it in gear. <laughs> Let's kick it. Okay, so this movie was, like... You know those cheesy 80s um, intros to sitcoms? It's like all of those. Back to back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoy 80 sitcom credit sequences, this movie's for you. It was like an hour and a half long of uh, Too Many Cooks. That that weird intro that premiered on Adult Swim like a couple years ago. Still haven't seen it. It's weird. It's like 20, it's a 20 minute long opening 80s credit sequence. But, so, yeah, like, take that and then multiply it and then make it in a different language that you don't understand. Yeah. With the Super Mario Brothers music. The movie was confusing at parts, but I kind of found it fun. <laughs> Amusing. It, it was quirky. It was annoying. <laughs> like, that was my main takeaway, was that none of the characters were not annoying. It kind of... Okay, Except for Anita. I really liked Anita. Anita reminded me of What's-Her-Face from Pretty in Pink. She's kind of like Ducky, actually. She's kind of like all the characters together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like the fairy godmother of this guy, but shit, she really loves this man. It's very weird. It's very... Shakespeare. Yeah, I'm not sure about the culture, but apparently if if you like someone, they gotta like you back. Yeah, you can't say no. No. Alright, so it starts out, I really like this intro, it was, <laughs> it was super fast, and super 80s, yeah. and super montage I just love the 80s montage, I just... Well, okay, so we know nothing about this man, mm-hmm. right? But he's late for work. But he's late for work, we knew that. You and- can tell because he wakes up and he's like, ah! Yeah. And then he, like, fails to get a taxi, so then he has to go take the subway. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into a girl. Yeah, we've also seen her. It's her first day at work. And she's... 
Well, she didn't want to go to work or something. She was on the phone. I think it was, like, her last day of work, because that's when, like, the, oh, the right. her boss dude, like, hands a note to someone. Right. And is like, give this to Monica. Don't let my wife see it. Yeah, so she was working at this record store. But, yeah, they run into each other in the subway, because they're both, like, going to work that way. And they bump into each other, and they spill all their money. So they have a cute meet because they just stare at each other and you're like, oh, they in love. Yeah. You were like that. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and it's literally like 30 seconds into the movie. Yeah. And then I got whiplash. Yeah. Ashley didn't like the cameras. Well, okay. It's like, you know, you normally have like a counterbalance with the camera. So it makes the, the motion smooth and more easy on the eye. And less nauseate, nauseating. This didn't have it. It's just a camera whipping. I li- it's zany Hong Kong style. Well, it's just like nobody nobody thought to think of what the audience's reaction would be, which would necessarily like in a, on a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. That's gonna make you nauseous. At least that's what ha- always happens with me is when you can't focus in on something, mm-hmm. your eye tries so hard that you you get sick. It's just it was there was lots of there was lots of that whipping back and forth, especially on the subway because they were going back and forth between these characters, and they Anita. Yeah, this is the only part I found really confusing was Anita and this rude guy with Paul. Yeah, Paul's our main character's name. They kept calling him college boy, which made it, like, sound like an insult. I think or they'd be, a, like, calling him a nerd. Yeah. Because he's, like, dressed all businessy. He's got glasses, but he's a young guy, so he could be a nerd in the 80s. Yeah, there's something, like, lost in translation, I think. Yeah, I don't know why Anita suddenly had this fixation. Because I thought she was with that one rude guy. But yeah. we never see him again. She never, like, dumps him on screen. It's just, like... This rude guy was being really protective of Anita because Paul, like, accidentally fell on them. Yeah. And so Anita makes fun of him in front of the whole train ride, being like, oh, remember me? We met at this one place. And, you know, really embarrasses him. Yeah, you said you wanted to kiss me. You said you're you're a silly college boy. Look at you, silly college boy. It just it didn't... Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something that's... Lost in translation. For yeah, sure. it's the only really confusing part. Or just like that wasn't the only really confusing part because then the next one, is because you kind of missed the intro, like the lead in, I think, to this, which is there's this man in a gorilla suit. <laughs> they yes yes oh yeah then there's that part with that record store and the woman with well, Monica and the note thing covered that then yeah Paul Chan has a new job at some sort of science place science experimenting on animals or something i don't know there's animals in cages and science kits there's fake animals in cages cages there's like okay there's this rubber snake in the background that's like whipping around (laughs) and like doing like rhythmic gymnastics with its tail and did you notice that like the placards on the on the cages were like in English, but they didn't make sense. They were yeah. like old boy or something. They were like random English phrases. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they like he picks up the chemicals and yeah. starts randomly sniffing them. He's like, this one's iodine, this one's this one, this one. I'm like, you don't know what they are. But they're like tubes filled with food color, food dye. Yeah. Food coloring. Because 
Iodine is not purple. It's like a darkish brown kind of amber color. Oh, science you. I don't know yeah. why I know that, but I do. Well, hence the hence the guy in the gorilla costume, because it was supposed to be a real gorilla, and the gorilla is, like, flipping him off. Yeah. And he kept asking what that meant. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know what that means. And he's like, oh. And then it, it goes, it cuts to a close-up of the man in the gorilla suit. It's obviously a man in a gorilla suit, guys. Like, I can't stress that enough. It's zany. It's a zany, it's a zany movie. <laughs> something it's something so then um he paul runs into monica on the subway again but then he follows her and stalks her into stores it's another montage first is a supermarket where he's following well first he goes down the street through the the subway because we had to show all of the subway stuff it's a brand new subway system in hong kong (laughs) had to show it um then yeah it goes to the grocery store You know what, that subway system, though, in 1980-whatever, 84, is better than the one that L.A. has right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Although, L.A. did just introduce a new plan. They're going to um, connect the, um, whichever line it is, it's going to go all the way down to Westwood now. They're doing that a decade early. Earlier? Yeah. Then then 2030? Yeah, they're going to start it, like, now. The purple line? Yeah. Wow. And then... Um, How did they break, break Beverly Hills? I don't know. Like, I, I think it was just a, propo- uh, just a proposal. Oh, is this in the new measure? Yeah. Okay. But they're voting on it, I think, this week or something. But yeah, they want to they wanna do that decade early because they got, they got more grant money. So they're like, hey, we, the city needs this. Like, yeah. the city keeps voting on it. Fuck Beverly Hills. Just do it. They're updating the buses, or they want to update the buses. They have updated, like, there are new buses. Yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, but they're doing, they're wanting another cycle so that they can extend. I mean, yeah. Well, so they can speed up the, is... yeah, so they can speed up the bus rides, routes. That would be the best thing. One of the best things that they could do is make the higher bus reoccurrence and later at night. Yeah. The gold line just opened. The, the gold line extension just opened. Yeah. But they're connecting something. They're connecting several of the lines so that it, it's easier to get to the valley. Interesting. And then... Because there's only one way in the valley right now. Yeah. And then um, they were they're going to do something else with uh, Santa Monica. The expo line connection's opening in May. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots of stuff. Still more to be done. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a lot. They're also supposedly going to propose a um, underground subway system. But the thing with the metro, though, that I find a little disturbing is that it also is in charge of the highways, too. Yeah, they're going to extend the... They're going to add express lanes onto the 405. Yeah, and they're going to say, well, there's a much greater need because there are more people drive. You know, we're going to keep adding more highways. I don't know. It just seems like they put the highway stuff first. Uh, I don't know, because they keep on... Because they have to put it to a a vote to the people before mm-hmm. it gets decided. And, and most, anybody who cares about metro stuff cares about the public transit. Yeah. So they've been getting... Like, that's how they were able to get the extensions, apparently, mm-hmm. was that there was just an overwhelming vote for more public transportation because everybody's sick and tired of freaking traffic. Mm-hmm. So, people are more willing to deal with public transit than the highways. Good. So, it's starting to shift 
to where more people are voting for the public transit rather than the highways. I don't think adding expressways to the 405 is going to help. It's just going to no, put more people No, I mean, they already the did. Yeah. They just did that. Yeah. Anyway. Back to this movie. Okay, he's stalking her in stores. He's at this, like, a, like an Ikea or something like that. Yeah, it's like a department store. Yeah. With furniture. And, and yeah. Anita like shows Penny's. up. It is like a JCPenney. Anita shows up and sees that he's stalking her and she's like trying to buy a pillow so well she also is stalking him because she wants to apologize i mean oh, it was right, really right. it was because really hard of the to, rude thing yeah it was really hard because they kept on doing this really really fast and not explain not necessarily not explaining anything but not having any reasons for her to be there yeah so Anita buys all the pillows, which seemed really strange, but I feel like we semi-learn later she's really rich. Yeah. It, that's not explained, but through various hints, it, I think you're kind of like, okay, she's really rich. Yeah. But they don't explain it at all. It's like she just buys all the pillows. Just because. Yeah. You're just like, okay. So while uh, Anita's buying all the pillows, and I feel like then she gifted one to Monica possibly because that's what monica was she was there to buy new stuff and then um for the house that she doesn't own and then like he uh paul is hiding behind all this stuff and then he accidentally runs into this little kid Mm -hmm. who is dressed pretty much exactly like um the kid in guardians of the galaxy he even had the freaking headphones the orange headphones and the it wasn't a walkman it was like a fake like knockoff Walkman, yeah. but it was adorable. It was Mini Little Star Lord. Mini Little Star Lord, gonna go save the galaxy. Pew 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 <laughs> pew pew. They had to tell um, Chris what what's his face, Chris Pratt, to stop doing that on the set because he kept doing that. Everybody does that. Like you and McGregor did that with the lightsabers. He's like shoom <laughs> shoom. <laughs> Everybody does that. I would do that. (laughs) Then we're at Monica's house. She's being, like, chastised by her sister. I don't know why. Something. Something about her This is when I thought they were prostitutes. No, but it was really her boyfriend. Not, not, the sister's boyfriend. Yeah. Was there. So, so like, she she, she couldn't be there. Yeah. Is that, like, a thing? I didn't, I did not understand this part. Like, I just, I really honestly thought her sister was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't be there because it would distract from, like, her goings-on or her business. Yeah, it's something with the culture where they can't be together unless they're... Or they can't they can't be seen alone together, probably. It's bad luck or... Maybe. Maybe. Dishonorable. But it's just the two sisters living together. Yeah. Mm, it's not our culture. I don't know. I know. We need, like, an expert. Please help us. Really, I, I would really, I honestly would like to know just so that I can understand the culture a little bit better. Because I feel like this isn't the only Chinese movie we're going to see. Right. Anyway, so yeah, then she like gets kicked out of her house. Oh, she got a rose from her boss. Yeah, she's got this weird thing with her boss. This weird... Well, she, at the beginning when he's like... She's trying to walk away from him, and he's in the car and, like, doing weird things Mm -hmm. with the car, trying to stop her. She, like, gets pissed, puts her purse or bag or whatever on the back of the car, dumps out all the credit cards and money that he's 
uh, I'm assuming, given to her. Oh. So she's broken up with him, essentially. See, this makes more sense. She didn't want to go out with Paul because he wasn't rich. Because it says that in, like, the description Mm -hmm. that he's just, um, eh, a civil servant. Yeah. And so it's it's not really explicit like they would do in, like, Pretty in Pink. Or they're like, this person's rich and I like them. And this person's poor, but I like them. But I I think that's what her struggle was. I didn't understand her, like, her character. Like, in the beginning, I kind of got it because we had read the description. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she had that thing with her boss. But, yeah, he wouldn't, I guess he wouldn't get a divorce for her. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I've pieced together. And then, like, her motives are just so unclear yeah because she yeah she doesn't talk what she what she doesn't express what she needs she doesn't do anything no but she throws away that rose yep and then the garbage lady takes it creepy old lady who smokes all the time so then paul and anita have a picnic she just kind of like picks him up and is like let's go yeah i didn't i don't really remember this part but then another creepy garbage lady yeah. comes and scares yeah. him. And, like, is running away asking for help. Why we stayed with her instead of Paul didn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, Paul is, at this point, he's kind of very uncomfortable that Anita keeps, like, dragging him into these situations where they're having dates. Yeah, I just didn't know why he couldn't just say no. He's kind of a weak-spined person. Something. So after the garbage lady scares him, he runs into a cafe, then Anita's in there looking for him, and then she buys everybody drinks. Then he goes back home, and his parents are there, he lives with his parents, and they're very concerned whether he is getting some or if he's masturbating. Yeah, it's like a very, it's like a three and a half minute conversation (laughs) about sex. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, go to your 21-year-old son and see if he has touched a woman. (laughs) Or has been touched by a woman. Yeah. He needs the woman's touch. You know, I've had a relationship with someone who lived in an Asian household, and I semi-lived with them, too. Yeah. They're very involved with each other's lives. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense now. It's just, like, it was very... For our culture, that would be very strange. Yeah. Like, for your parents to be concerned on whether or not you've sown your oats. Like... Normally, because our culture is so based on, not necessarily very much anymore, but it founded his roots on a certain type of religious doctrine that frowns upon this. So I think it is like, it is that difference between the Western and Eastern culture for sure. But again, it's still weird because this isn't technically supposed to be Eastern culture. This is a mixture. They do say Hong Kong is where East meets West. This is true. It just is very, very, it was a very odd thing in my mind. Because if it were me or, like, anybody that I know of, if your parents just came up and, like, you know, have you had sex? Have you, like, it would be, it would feel more demeaning Mm -hmm. rather than just trying to be on the same level with your parents. The parents were goofy. But to me, they were kind of like, oh, those Asian parents. Because, like I said, I've lived in a household with Asian parents. (laughs) No, 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 I like, having that perspective is nice, like, I don't, so I, that's nice to know, to have. Is this the part where we get the montage? This is the part where he's dreaming about Monica. He has that creepy dream. Oh, okay, that's, that's the, what is this movie part. Yeah. Oh, see, what is this movie? Is that the first time you wrote that? Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a creepy dream about Monica uh, with lots of pillows and lamps. And him jumping on the bed. In slow motion. Yeah. Staring at lamps. Yeah. He really likes lamps. (laughs) I love lamp. So then he's waiting for Monica at the subway. Then we're at Monica's work with um, Mr. Y. Mr. Way. How do you say his name? It's Y. But it's got like a longer A sound. So it's like Wa. It's almost like Wa. Yeah. But it's got that weird I accented I sound. So it's like Y. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So like you're saying Why. Which is what we were asking in this movie. <laughs> so, okay, this is the, okay, no, this is the weirdest part of the movie. Where she's at this new job, and he's like, I'm the twin brother of your old boss. And then hits on her. Not, like, hits on her, like, physically, like, grabs her. Yeah. Like, on the hips, and she's freaked out, and he's like, oh, no, honey, it's okay. And then, like, strokes her cheek, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this man is, what, what is this movie again? Yeah, I'm just like, is this real? Is, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to believe. Well, because you didn't know that she had mm-hmm. quit. Like, it's done all through montage, basically. And so you're not aware that she has gotten this new job. And now there's this twin brother all of a sudden. And how did he know, like, yeah. Yeah, how did he know of their relationship and whatnot? Yeah. See, zany. It's zany. So then he coerces her to all go out for lunch, even though she already has a lunch date with Paul. He's like, bring him along, and then we'll get these other work guys. There's this huge work uh, outing lunch at a buffet. Well, like, they're eating raw meat. Raw beef with egg. Yeah. And prawns. The prawns I get, the the raw beef with egg just sounds like salmonella. Yeah, yeah. I Uh, mean, raw fish makes sense. Raw beef just does not. It opens yourself up for lots of bacteria and nastiness. There was some weirdness at this lunch, because I think that the, the new guy, Mr. Y, wanted to, like, impress Monica with all of his money. Yeah, and then, like, randomly Anita pays for their dinner, which is, like, $1,300. Yeah. Or their lunch, and switches the table out. She's, like, friends with the manager or whatever. Yeah. And it's the same, like, picnic spread that she had set up before with the candles and everything. Yeah, it felt as, like, it turned into a dream sequence. Yeah, it was, it was random. Yeah, they just pick up the table, and they put down the new one with the new play settings, and when they leave, they roll out a big red carpet for Paul. For Paul, yeah. (laughs) And then they start rolling it up on Mr. Y. Yeah. Okay, then they're at the recording studio, which is where Monica works now. Mr. Y is being a big pig. He's being a super pig. He's, like, talking about boobs. Oh, I think I blocked this part out, or I was writing something down, or... It's with the, the band leader. Is that... Oh, yeah, I blocked most of this out, because I didn't understand yeah, what was Yeah, I didn't happening. understand what was happening, but in the end, he was talking about her boobs. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're a big pig. Yeah, the, again, there's a lot of spots where something was lost in translation, that it just... I think, I think this movie, if we had been able to learn Cantonese in a week, we might understand this movie a little bit more. Yeah. Because so, there's something, this is what Sofia Coppola made Lost in Translation about. Mm. 
then there's a romance 80s sitcom montage. Yep. Where, yeah, it's just like, I don't even know what they're doing. They're like, having a pillow fight, or da 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 It's all in slow motion. It's all in, like, those 80s, like, yachting colors. Like, they're yeah. just forever going yachting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do go boating. They go in a canoe. Right, there's, like, a little canoe shot. Shot. It's like like a montage of all of their dates, but then they get into this fight, and then they make up, and then it's just like, this is real. like, I feel like the, the creators of this movie just watched a lot of 80s sitcom, and was like, that's what we're making a movie about. Mm-hmm. And it's just back-to-back montage opening sequences. Yeah, because then Paul goes to the recording studio again, Paul makes a date, he's like, let's go to the movies, and then the boss harasses Monica, so he drives her to the movie He forces theater. her to work overtime so that mm-hmm. she'll be late and then drives her so that because then she um, has an excuse to go with him because the driving is going to be faster than the public transportation. Mm-hmm. So he manipulates the situation. Yeah, so he shows up and gives her flowers. So she shows up to Paul being dropped off by this other guy Have and she's got flowers. flowers. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, he just gave me a ride. Yeah. Like, it's all innocent. Yeah. Like, okay, honey, like, what what did you learn in life? Like, I, I know, I understand, like, part of, part of Eastern culture is very masculine, is very misogynistic, and women kind of don't play a role in their own lives, but it was just, it was very awkward with her. Yeah. Because I I wanted to root for her and I wanted like her to succeed in the beginning and then slowly and throughout most of the story I was just like dude why can't you be more like Anita because Anita was very she was a very um, assertive assertive she was very a feminine character mm-hmm. loved her freaking tuxedo mm-hmm. she just was very independent on her own like she was just like well I can take care of you I can do this and I just was like why can't why can't there be like a combo of these two like where Anita is has that sweet and kind of soft side to her but also when she needs to be assertive because I think that's what I think that's very two very big thing good things about women is that we can at least in this society we can have emotions we are we are made fun of for them a lot of times and it's parodied and kind of made to look down on but we can we can have emotions whereas the masculine side cannot Mm -hmm. Um, we can have that softer kind of innocent side and then we can also be strong and assertive to a point like when we go to the extremes we get made fun of for it Mm -hmm. which it shouldn't be that way i agree i'm just saying it's something that i like about femininity is that there is that kind of inclusiveness of emotions meaning independence. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, Paul had a lot of emotions. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time he was just confused and like... He didn't understand, like, I just don't think these people understood anything. Well, they didn't talk to each other. It's always the root of the problem. Well, there wasn't movie. a lot of dialogue in this movie, to be quite honest. A lot of the story was told... Visually. Visually and through body language. Mm -hmm. Which I think it was probably done because most of the actors spoke Cantonese. So it seemed like 
a movie that they wanted to be able to kind of show to Western audiences to where they could still understand. Mm Mm-hmm. Or at least partially understand. Yeah, and in those who speak Chinese or Mandarin or, you know, Japanese. Yeah, it, it, it includes that whole area, but it misses, it misses a lot of marks. Yeah. Then there's an evil driving test. <laughs> yeah, this is where Anita has her really awesome tuxedo. It is. Yeah, for some reason, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm not to say for some reason this 21-year-old guy can't drive. <laughs> Hmm, Justine, you've got ten years on him. Yeah, but I have learned recently that J.K. Rowling doesn't drive. (laughs) So that makes it okay. Point for me. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you live over in Europe, it makes sense that you don't don't know how to drive. Yeah, and if you're rich, you have all drivers for you because you're J.K. Rowling. Well, and she used public transportation. Like, you walk most places. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you take the train. Like, they have... They have a, a good yeah. balance of stuff, unlike Los Angeles. Yeah, if I was smart, I'd ride a bike, but it's too hot here to ride a bike. There's too many hills. There are too many hills here to ride a bike. You I, rode a bike once. And I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not remember? I remember. I, I like, went up, uh, like, halfway up a hill, and I had to stop because <laughs> my heart was pounding so bad. And I am a reasonably healthy heart person i i walk i exercise you know i'm not winded from Mm -hmm. lots of things except for maybe stairs but that's just because yeah but i can't ride a bike to studio city (laughs) you would die yeah you would legitimately die also there are no i don't think there's a bike path no and you're not and you'll get a ticket if you ride on the sidewalk segue into public transportation in los angeles well this movie's about public transit so i know we get our whole like public transit yaya's out but yeah the driving test like anita shows up and is trying to help him pass because he's super nervous yeah at least that's what i thought was happening she she is sticking her face into trying to help him yeah she's like bulldozing help she's yeah it's it's not helping (laughs) yeah it's like when you have someone who really wants to help you so much that they just bulldoze you with love and it's like, okay, I, the, yeah, just, <laughs> either I'm just gonna accept it, or I'm going to get run over. Yeah. Um, then the, then this was shot in the high speed, and you're just like, hell no! <laughs> but they, they did have a nice music choice for it, because it was sped up William Tell. <laughs> it, it was weird. Oh, wait, and I don't know which part it is, but I wrote it again. <laughs> what is this movie? Paul calls up Monica and wants a date. The boss also wants a date. Paul, like, jumps out in front of their car. <laughs> they're, like, in the Game car Boy together. Reference. Yeah, they're in the car together. Paul, like, jumps out and stops their car. And then she's mad at him and then slaps him. And then Paul almost gets hit by a car. Because then the other boss... The old boss, who was cheating on his wife with Monica, runs into the car. Runs oh. into his his twin brother's car. Oh. That's who it was. I didn't catch that. I don't know why she's mad at him, and I don't know why she's, like, going on a date with the boss. I don't know why she's doing anything right here at this point. <laughs> then they go, she, like, runs off, 
yeah. and goes to the creepy old lady. Right, she goes onto the roof. Yeah. And he meets her on the roof. It was this really, um, have you seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch? I have not. Oh, like, there's this shot in Hedwig where he's leading him through laundry, and it's this great shot because it's just, like, laundry on the, the lens of the camera. Yeah. It was kind of like that because there was just, like, tons of laundry, so he's just... And he's running through, yeah. yeah. And she's sitting on there, and sh- he admits to her that he is scared and he is jealous. You know, he actually opens up feelings. Be yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a doof. And she just goes, okay. I'll go out with you. Yeah. She doesn't open up at all. This is when I wrote down, say what you want, girl. Like, just say what you want. Make a decision. Then she goes back to her place, and her sister tells her, good news and bad news, I'm getting married, but you have to find a new place to live. And she knocks on the door to, like, make her fiancé be scarce. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That, Yeah. I really feel like it's something that they can't be seen in, like, the living space together. Alone? Yeah. Like, her sister is breaking the rules by being alone with her fiancé, but she can't be seen. They can know about it, but they can't just physically see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. So, yeah, then Monica is being kicked out of her house. So her boss invites her to go look for apartments like they're he's just like i know of this great place and we can go look like he he says it's like so so innocent and paul is just like what (laughs) i'm going with you because he's there he's randomly there yeah at her work yeah and no yeah monica's like come with us he's like why is this happening so they he shows her this this apartment is all really excited and gives his own sound effects for the lights. <laughs> yeah. I also wrote down the boss is still pretty handsy with Monica. He's always been handsy. But, like, still, like, in front of Paul. Yeah, so he he's like, this is a great place. It's $450 or whatever. And so she shows him the bedroom. And he has a poster of him on the wall. Yeah. And they're like, you're the landlord? <laughs> well, he goes on this weird diatribe. About how they ask who the landlord is, and he's like, oh, he's this really smart, very macho, handsome man. brilliant and handsome. Yeah. And then they walk in, and she realizes that she has been tricked, and she says, why did you feel the need to trick me? Like, why couldn't you just be honest about it? Doesn't it feel better to be honest? And he's like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, well, like, I'm leaving. So then Paul is with his parents, and he's talking about getting a place with Monica, with them, but with them. (laughs) Or they're saying, or like his mom is saying, no, you need to get a place big enough for all of us. Yeah. Because we're coming to live with you. Yeah, and his dad is like, no. Yeah, which is, again, Asian household. I, I did live with my boyfriend and his parents, and his brother. Makes and sense. They all just lived together. And I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're they're lovely, beautiful, oh, yeah. wonderful people who gave me a place to live when I was homeless. That's good. You've told me about these people. They mm-hmm. sound very nice. They are incredibly nice and sweet. Oh. Do they make you dinner? Oh yeah. Like all the time? All the time. Dinner, oh. lunch, anything. That's cute. <laughs> Aww. That's better than this movie. Make a movie about that, Justine. I will. So, yeah, then they're at <laughs> his, par- his parents' house, 
And he falls asleep on the couch after his parents are like, we're going to go into the bedroom and discuss this further. And his, uh, his dad is thoroughly confused why his wife is leading him into the bedroom. He's like, well, what, what are we going to do? And she's like, well, what else are we going to do in the bedroom? And basically, like, has another weird sex joke. Mm-hmm. And then later on, his dad wakes Paul up on the couch and gives him a check. Yeah. He's like, here, run while you can. Yeah. Pretty much. So then uh, Paul and Monica go see this apartment, and it's pretty terrible. With this cop. Yeah. Well, I think he's, like, the security who... But he, like, breaks into everything. Yeah, none of the locks work, none of the anything works. Well, because he doesn't try a different key. Like, he has, like, a ring of, like, 50,000 keys. Yeah. And he only tries the one key on the one lock. I think in the film, they were presenting it as a real crap place, but... I was looking at it, I'm like, that's a pretty spacious place, you know? Yeah, no, it was really nice. (laughs) Like, the walls were really nice. Like, they kept on choking because it was dusty. Yeah, like, yeah, just clean out the dust. It said, like, the water pressure was good, and that's important. Yeah. All you have to do is just fix the locks, pretty much. Yeah, and you're good. It was a good place. Just fix the locks and vacuum. Boom. But they couldn't have that place. No, it was terrible. So then Paul goes back to his place, and he sees that there's, like, a lot of stuff. There's a bunch of Sony boxes. A lot of new apartment stuff. And Anita has invited herself over for dinner with the parents, and... The parents love her. The parents love her. They think that she's the girlfriend that he's living with and seeing. So they leave for a movie, the midnight well, movie. Well, he makes, he makes Anita cry. No, 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 they leave, but it's like they leave, oh. and then they, like, stand outside the door, pretty much. Yeah, to listen right to the back. conversation. Yeah, because he's like, no, we're not, this is, this is no. Yeah. You've None no. of this. <laughs> what is happening? And so she's just like, okay. And then go cries in the hall. I felt really bad for her. Yeah. I wanted to, like, scoop her up and just she, say it was all gonna be okay. She is ducky. Yeah, she was Ducky. <laughs> she was, like, in Chinese film, Ducky. She's rich Ducky. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, the parents immediately come back, and they're like, why don't you like your girlfriend? <laughs> why did you make my daughter-in-law cry? Yeah. And she's like, that is not the girlfriend I've been seeing, and they're really confused. They're like, whatever, we like her. Marry her. her. Yeah, <laughs> date her. Dump this other one. That we've never seen before. Yeah. Okay, so then Monica gets flowers from her boss, yellow flowers, and he said, I got that divorce. Yeah, it's her old boss. Yeah. The first one, because we know it's very confusing. I don't know. But yeah, he got the divorce, and she gets very confused. She's completely, she's on the phone with Paul talking about getting new curtains, and then... For their house that they've bought. Yeah. Because so they've now bought a house. They've got a house, but then the boss has got a divorce... And she's like, oh, this is so precious. But then she says that she doesn't love either of them. Yeah. This part, it's like, what? You don't love either of them? Yeah, because he drives You love both of them. Yeah, he drives her out into, like, the middle of nowhere, and there's this big, like, bear pill above them. 
It was very distracting. Like, I was just like, this whole scene is making my headache worse. Oh, look, there's a bear pill. That makes more sense. That just, it just makes total sense. It knew I was going to have a headache from this movie. Yeah, she's yelling at her boss in the middle of this weird alleyway. And then this is again where I wrote down, what is this movie? I can't even with this. And don't worry, we have another 80s montage. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This one involves a fancy house and swimming, but she's totally, like, melancholic through the whole thing. Yeah, and then he gets angry. I called this montage the anger castle, because it looked like they picked out a castle to live in. Yeah, he's just, like, angry swimming, and she's just, like, sad lounging. But then, then they have sex. They're sex butt. Yeah. Well, it's got, okay, so it's in this montage... There's, like, these various statues and whatever. Like, there's this weird caricature of Ben Franklin. And then there's a clock. Yeah. And then there's this uh, statue of David. Mm-hmm. And he's got a pin over his penis that says, if you show me uh, yours, I'll show you mine. Mm-hmm. And then the pin drops, and you see a penis. And that's when it alludes to they had sex, because the shot immediately after that is his naked butt. Yeah, they're in bed together. Yeah. And he's got a naked butt. Yeah. Yeah, I saw more male nudity in this movie than female nudity. Like, props for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the most nude. No, no. This is not the most nudity we've had. No. <laughs> we've seen many boobs. Yeah. So then, like... She decides to leave him. And she says, if I stay with you, I will forever feel sorry for him. Because the other guy got a divorce. Yeah. But if she goes with him, she'll feel sorry for Paul. Yeah. Like, she's leaving both of them, essentially. And they're making this huge scene in the, in the, um... Right before the subway. Yeah. On the steps to the subway, they're fighting really loudly, and all these people are just passing by. And there's this guy taking pictures. Yeah. And then she's like, wait here for ten minutes, and then come after me. If you find me in the subway, I'll take it as we are meant to be together so they yeah. play the game of fate she leaves it up to fate it's like in uh if, if you ever seen the movie serendipity yeah but i also said i hate this movie <laughs> um because of because of that like it was so dumb like she was breaking up with him but this this clearly right now is the reason that they wanted to make this movie like if, if this was a short film this would be the center of the short film. i would watch that like if we didn't have any of this other bullshit mm-hmm. behind it and it was just like a tumultuous moment between these two people that they didn't know if they needed to be together if it was like i'm scared we shouldn't like i'm scared to take the next step yeah like yes that's an awesome movie that's an awesome, like, way to use the subways and use, like, the whole, like, game of fate thing. hmm But not this. Not, I don't love either of you. Yeah. That's just the worst line in this movie where she says, I don't love either of you. It should yeah. be, I love both, both of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, it, it's just, like, this non-important thing the rest of the movie because she, like, after she leaves and he's, like, trying to get into the train and whatever... Um, we see her, and she's sitting on the subway with, um, in between a monk and a vicar, mm-hmm. and she starts crying, and then the monk looks over at her and gives her serious shade, <laughs> and I was like, yes, Mr. Monk, man, I'm with you! <laughs> like, she did this to herself. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't be crying if she doesn't love either of them, or any of them, to be honest. Yeah. 
So Anita shows up right behind Paul. Well, because that guy who's taking pictures of them called up Anita and is like, hey, they're playing the game of fate. Get down here. Yeah. Like, this is the thing that people did. Was it the the creepy, like, mean guy on the train? Is that who was taking pictures? I don't know. I don't remember the beginning of the movie what that guy looked like. He looked like David Bowie. <laughs> like, Asian David Bowie. Asian 80s David Bowie. Yeah. No, he really did, because he had, like, the eyeliner mm. on, and, and he had the gray suit with Everybody the t-shirt on under it. Everybody had a gray suit in this movie. Yeah, but he had a t-shirt on under it, so it just made me think of David Bowie. I don't know why, it just did. But yeah, so then he jumps over the turnstile, gets caught by the police, they send him back, and then this little old lady is just like, oh honey, here, I'll give you some coins. Mm -hmm. And then Anita shows up and is like, I've got these two passes. Yeah. You can have one. And the little old lady is just like, oh, you've got money now, I'm taking mine back. Yeah. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye, never needed plot point. Yeah. (laughs) And then... Yeah, she's like, and there's two passes. Does that mean I can play too? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, just if you find me in ten minutes. And then, like, she does find him, and he's like, this doesn't count! <laughs> he fi- she, she finds him three times. Yeah. And he is so, like, no, guys, fate, this is not fate. Nope, this time, definitely not. <laughs> Destiny is not... Like, why would you call this movie Fate if one of your characters, like, actually has fate happen and you don't let it work? Whatever. So, yeah, then he's running around in the subway and we cut to Monica. Anita finds Monica. Oh, okay, this is when she's moping on the the empty, the, the unmoving escalator. Yeah. I don't know, I don't remember what she says to her. They, like, meet and have... This is the first time they've ever met. And And she's like, your boyfriend is my boyfriend, too. Yeah. He tells me everything. Yeah. But really, she just had a P.I. on his tail the entire time, apparently. And, yeah, so then, like, Anita, I guess, realizes that she's never gonna have Paul. So she sees him while she's talking to this guy, like, this, uh, subway security guard. And grabs him by the hand and says, oh, no, I've seen her. Here, I'll take you to her. And then they run through the whole subway system. Yeah, but she's already gone. But she's already gone. This is, I did write down, why isn't this movie over right here? <laughs> why are Anita and Paul running together? Because this is the third time they've met in the subway. Because then we go completely out to another scene. Yeah, and uh, Monica's outside the recording studio again, mm-hmm. and she meets with Creepy Twin. Yeah, and he takes her to his place to drink. Yeah. And, and they get drunk, and she gets sleepy. Yeah, and the twin man is, like, trying to get her drunk and sleepy because he's going to rape her. Yeah. I wrote it down twice. <laughs> the first part before when he was, like, calculating it, and then the second part when he was drunk. Yeah, when he was drunk and he was just leaning over her. Yeah. With the bubbles. Yeah. For a bubble bath. But then, I guess. He gets a phone call. Yeah, he gets a phone call and he's saying, no, no, no. From another girl. Yeah, from another girl. He's like, I'll meet you later. The trains are still running. The last train is at one. So that Monica, I guess, in her head is like, I still, I've, I've left the game of fate too early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The trains are still running. So she goes back because... She can catch the last train. Yeah, and Mr. Cheater, twin, because the twins are cheaters. 
And that's the last time we ever see him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she runs down, and this is the part where we thought it was going to be that they see each other from across the the rails. Yeah. But that didn't happen. No, she almost leaves, and then Anita has her wait for the last train to come in, which I thought she was on the last train, but there was another well, last yeah, train. Yeah, because she says that she scheduled it for them, both mm-hmm. of them. So Anita saves the day again Yep, and gets them together. Yep, makes her wait. The train pulls up. He's on it. The door's open. They make out. And then they make out, and the train goes with them making out on it. And then it stays, like, it's a split screen. Yeah. With Anita very depressed and sad, and them just making out on the train. It's the end of Pretty in Pink. And then it freeze frames, and you're like, oh, okay, it's the end, right? It's the 80s. They did this. No, they do another fucking montage. <laughs> Is a recap montage of all of the unshot or unused scenes. It's the yeah, it's the montage of unused takes. Yeah, it's the scenes that we've seen, but different takes of them, <laughs> different like angles and different ways of things. Like there's one where they are entering the house that they bought, which was super fancy in a castle. Yeah, yeah. And then the credits roll. That's it. That's a super sad ending, though. I mean, they get together, but like that split screen with Anita on the other side, who's just so alone and sad. I hated this movie. (laughs) Like, I am, like, seriously angry. I'm literally pissed. You're, like, frothing. I know! And I have a headache, so my anger is normally, like, twofold, and so, oh my god. (laughs) What did you hate about this movie? I hated the characters. I just hated them. Everybody, everybody was stupid. And the fact that Anita got left alone just really hurt me on a deep level, okay? Like, she was there. She was, like, totally awesome and cool. But no, we have to go with the, the girl who can't make up her fucking mind and doesn't even love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to rate the movie. Do we have to? There wasn't any trivia, so... Yeah, there was nothing. No I one think, no one likes this movie. I think you've expressed all your feelings about it. I, the only thing left to do is to rate it on our patented cutaways rating system. <laughs> I'm going to give it one very depressing single red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the red carpet depressing? Because he went, she went through all that effort and she got him all of these really pretty things. Not that I think that you should buy anybody's love, but you know, she was, she was doing, she was doing her. Mm-hmm. She did her and like he was unappreciative of everything. Yeah. Not that he wanted any of it. I, I get, I, I get that, but I really liked Anita and I just wanted her to be happy, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna give this, um, movie, uh, Two express train tickets. Oh, I like it. Nice. That one's good. I didn't think about public transportation at all because I was just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> oh my god, I hated it. Oh. We watch bad movies so you don't, don't have, have to. to. <laughs> oh. Snaps in a point Ooh. with shooters. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> For a little Star Lord. <laughs> the true hero of this movie. <laughs> so next week... And we're very excited about next week, or at least I am. Mm-hmm. We are watching 1984's Splash with a special guest. If you haven't watched Splash, it's the one with young Tom Hanks. 
and I can't remember her name, but she plays a mermaid. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. And we talked about it. We talked about it when we watched watched Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, re-listen to Miranda episode. (laughs) Ashley hated that movie, too. (laughs) (laughs) If you want just a compilation of Ashley being angry at movies... Just listen to Miranda and then immediately listen to this, mm-hmm. followed by the Mikado. Oh Ooh. my god, I hated the Mikado. <laughs> Ooh, who would ever like the Mikado? <laughs> I think I gave it like a half of a star. You know, I'm not sure what we rated it. I feel like maybe we rated it a little high because it was only the fourth movie we watched. And we didn't know how low the, the, the bar was set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we do have some thank yous. Yeah, we've got a uh, two weeks worth of thank yous. So we have Papa and Mama Genderon. <laughs> I love that you actually wrote it this time. <laughs> they have liked and helped share things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Also, Nicole K from the Feminine Mistake podcast. Yeah, they actually gave us a shout out on their Facebook. Oh, nice! They shared our Manhattan episode. Oh yeah, it's, I think I saw that. It's going to be an ever-revolving circle of thank yous, I feel. Because if we're going to thank them every week and then she says thank you, yeah. we're just going to thank them every single it's week. It's just going to be a circle jerk of thank yous. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> Nick C., the ever-loving Samuel McKinney. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer P., a.k.a. Captain Awkward. Captain Awkward. Um, and on Twitter... We have Leah. She's always been a, a big fan you know, of the podcast. You know, Leah is a movie critic, and she called our podcast interesting, I think. Yeah. Was the word she used. So, an official, you know, critique. Movie critic. Right? A critique of our podcast. Well, she also told us that our, our interpretation of Annie Hall was accurate, <laughs> I think. Right on. Yeah. Miss Nessa. Mm-hmm. And the not Cary Grant twitter who is just hilariously awesome yeah he brings he brings our cary grant love you know full circle and jb a retweet from jb oh yay so as always thank you for all of that we love it we, we appreciate it we love giving thank yous we're yeah. like consistently giving thank yous now i really like it so and if you want to be included in the thank you circle jerk <laughs> please find our website to download and listen to our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And I think we're also on Pocket Casts and um, Google Play. But yeah. I don't think Google Play, their podcast section, has been released yet. It's a weird kind of thing. But we are also on Facebook and Twitter at Cutaways Podcast. You can always find me and Justine, mostly Justine, tweeting and Facebooking from there. I do, I try. I really I try know hard. <laughs> I know. It's been a good week. Sure. <laughs> this is a horrible movie. Okay, thanks for listening, Leva. Catch you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.